Don't call it a comeback. I'll have hair for years. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, Grab girl? my glasses. I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. Ranked uh, above 80. Hey, Ed, can you hear us? Hello? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, this is not Hello? good. This is the Press Box. On How are you there? Come on! With Grady and Bischoff. Ed, disconnect! How are you there? Ed, check your phone! You're sending us messages. Yes, we Hello? hear you. Disconnect! On ESPN Las Vegas. Did you hear me saying hello when you were yelling at me to disconnect? Yes, I was. That oh, that's awesome. Shove it in! Monday, ESPN 1100, 100.9 <laughs> FM. Uh, Tyler and Jared. You know, we're here now, um, so we don't do uh, the clean feed anymore. Did this ever happen to you? This was like literally at 5.30 this morning. I picked up my phone, and it was completely frozen. I could not get it off freeze. And then I hit both buttons, and it said emergency, and it started counting down. Like five, four, three, two, one. So I was like, is the police coming? What's going to happen here? And like, I couldn't get it. And then I finally slid it up and like it came off like, well i've accidentally yes hit the buttons you? that make the emergency yes we're about to what happens when it gets to zero i don't know i haven't let that happen oh you haven't <laughs> no maybe I, we should do that live on the air one day I don't just think start so. sending off alarms and maybe like the police come like you know what you can't commit it's COVID. <laughs> we don't have any visitors anymore i don't think we should do that <laughs> no. but yeah no you, i don't know what two buttons it is but you hold them down at the same time and yeah, your phone goes into SOS mode. Yes. And yeah, yeah no, it's not ideal. I don't know why your phone was frozen before that, though. I don't, I don't know. know. It was doing. on, it was, uh, the wife thinks I charge it too much. Like I overcharge it. I mean, I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, that's not going to make your phone freeze. It froze completely. I picked it up, I was very worried. Supposedly, if you charge your phone too much, the battery will die sooner. Which, of, that's which, what, which, yeah. which means you'll need to charge yeah, it more. Because yes. the idea is you don't let the battery extend itself. You're right. But I don't know if that's true or not. I've just heard that. Now, making your phone freeze, though? No. Completely that, frozen. I, I couldn't I couldn't get anything to do. Unless you're buying the iPhone chargers from, like, Amazon with country, the Amazon Prime with my like clicking? a different country for 99 cents, and who knows if they actually work or not? <laughs> like, that might happen. Yeah. I mean, I once fell asleep on my phone and apparently dialed like the number one 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 and talked to that person for like thirty seven minutes. <laughs> so whoever has that number, I don't think that's a real person. I, I don't. I don't either. But they, they might be Stephen in Australia. I don't think there are good <laughs> one. All right, ready. All right, here we go. The first bite. Until someone sponsors the first fight, we will put more inane <laughs> comments. Yes. <laughs> Has Giannis finally lived up to the hype? Woo! Oh, no. Look at him. He's one win oh away. Oh, my God. He's one win okay. away. Imagine Jared at the end of this week when they blow it the, and the Suns win in oh, seven. Oh, well, you better win tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Better win six. As incredible as that final, like... Holiday stealing the ball and Giannis floating through the air and getting hit in the gentleman's area by Chris Paul trying to shove him out. The best part of that is him missing the free throw and he could have came down with the rebound. Instead, he tipped it back like, don't let me shoot. You were screaming at that point. 
I was I was literally like, don't get it. What? Like if I this is a good question because he was the two time MVP. So living the up to the hype in terms of the postseason, like, the, they have, they have the, not done the, like the Kershaw of the NBA. Right. They've not done anything. Even though but Kershaw's not even, been better than people. Not thought. even the Kershaw of the NBA because Kershaw lost He's been in the better. World Series. Right. Giannis yes. hasn't even made it. He hasn't been close. Like the Bucks have been until this year a postseason disaster. Right. They've had one of the best players in the league. They've had like back to back seasons of having one of the best records in the NBA. And they like, oh, they get eliminated in the second round. Like, what did the Heat beat them last year? They lost to the Miami Heat well, in the playoffs uh, last well, year. Well, I mean, come on. They got um, outcoached. Yes, they, they well, lost exactly. To the Heat exactly. They definitely in the got the playoffs last year. And now he has had, in back to back games, he has had like unbelievable finals moments. The block yeah, against the block. DeAndre Ayton, and now this alley oop yeah. dunk from Drew Holiday. Like, those are unbelievable moments that, like, when you think of Giannis's career, those are going to yeah. be the two plays that we see over and over. Like, yes, he absolutely has, because not only has he had the two moments, he's been the best player in this series since game two. Game one, it's first game back. He looked fine, but wasn't dominant. Since game two, he has been far and away the most important and the best player in this series. I'll also add what Jared said. He was so smart and so good to miss that free throw by so much <laughs> that he was able to purposely miss it like by a million feet, get it off the front of the rim, and tip it back, and that was the game. And that's the other part of it. Giannis, like the biggest criticism of Giannis is that he can't shoot. He can't shoot right. free throws. You can't can shoot foul him late. Right. He's not going to make them, and he can't shoot threes, right? So you, you don't have to defend that part of his game, and neither one of those things have mattered in the last four games. He has still been dominant in the last four games, and the only reason they lost game two was because his teammates couldn't make layups and the Suns went like 20 of 40 from three-point range, right? Otherwise, his deficiencies, his flaws as a player haven't mattered in the NBA Finals, which is bizarre to think because we've spent the last, like, 10 years of basketball realizing if you can't shoot, you've got a real problem on your hands. He, it's not like he's shooting better, and the Bucks are fine. Well, he's been that dominant. And every game they've won, either one of the two or both, Middleton and Holiday have been right. really good, and when they're really good... I don't think the Suns can beat them. They need to have a, they need to have another game when those guys are really bad. And you can give John Giannis it's forty two and it won't matter. But if one or both of those continue to play like this, then probably ends tomorrow night. Chris Middleton's shot making was kind of unbelievable in that game. He he and Devin Booker in that game. And the problem oh. for the Suns is that if Chris Middleton is going to knock down tough mid range jumpers the same way Devin Booker does, the Suns lose every other category of the game. Like the Suns, they're not a better three-point shooting team, and the Suns aren't a better team at getting to the rim, even though they actually did get more layups in that game than the Bucs. But if Middleton's going to knock down contested mid-range jumpers just like Devin Booker does, the Suns have zero chance. Like the only chance the Suns have is they've got to get better defensively, but they're going to have to knock down the mid-range jumpers. And they did in game five and still lost because Chris Middleton was hitting on the other no. end. I mean, literally, I don't know if the Bucs have missed a shot. I mean, they, at some point, they were flirting with the all-time record. I mean, that between the second and third period, I saw a quote from Paul. At one point, they called the timeout, and he said by the time he got to the bench, like they haven't missed a shot. Like, he was like, what do you do? He goes, well, I guess you defend better. But they were, like, saying, they were, like, exasperated because they're like, these guys can't miss. It was, it was probably since game one. It might have been the Suns' best defensive game. And, and they, the Bucks torched the them Bucks they torched would them. not miss. Yeah. Like the Bucks, the Bucks didn't crush them inside. Giannis got his layups, but nobody else really got their layups. And again, the Suns, for the first time, 
got more layups than the Bucs in that game. The Suns actually prevented the Bucs from just torching them in the paint, but they knocked down every jump like shot they took. They're like 13 of 19 from three. Yeah, every jump shot they took, they were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, if you're if you're the Suns, you you probably played better. The formula to beating the Bucs is probably somewhere in game five defensively. But if the Bucs are going to knock gonna make down every shots, shot, it won't matter. Yeah, and now again, the Bucs aren't going to go, whatever, 50% from three or something, and Middleton's not going to hit all of those mid-range jumpers again. But you're probably not holding the Bucs to that few layups again. So, yeah, I after game two, I, I thought the Bucs played better in game two. I didn't think they'd win three straight because I didn't think they were that much better than Phoenix. But we're sitting here, and all they got to do is win one of these last two, and they're NBA champions. Okay, I, I know we touched on it, but there were some Booker shots. Like some mid-range poker oh, yeah. shots that I'm like, do yeah. you practice that? Yeah. The one-footed falling sideways. Oh, yep, up nope, went in, of yeah. course. Even the three near the end when they needed a three, even that one. And I think Holiday, you know, Holiday was on him. I mean, you know, it was good defense. There's nothing else you could do. And he still elevated and hit that three going the other way. It's like, okay, I mean, what, what are you going to do? You can't do anything when he does that stuff. Yeah, apparently a, like, merciless scorer. Very good to have in the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's amazing. Is Chris Paul gonna? Show up? Eh. He we kind of thought there's fourth quarter. They the Suns made a yeah, comeback. Chris Paul did. had a few good possessions, but this is two games in a row. Chris Paul's not been that helpful for the Bucks. Like that, Chris Paul looks like he's old. That Chris Paul, like it's gotten to a point where people on Twitter are saying, "Is Chris Paul hurt?" Like that's how bad he's been the last two games. Like, oh, his hand must be hurt. He can't dribble anymore. So it's gotten to the point where. Devin Booker's asked afterwards, "Are you frustrated for Chris?" And he said, "Next question," <laughs> which. I don't know. Someone asked me if it's a legit question or not. I don't know if it's a legit question, but you know when you ask it, he's not answering it. Yeah. Not sitting next to Chris Paul. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, he's just not going to answer it. It's not the best question, but I think on the flip side, if the Suns win the title, somebody's going to ask Devin Booker, how do you feel for Chris Paul? Sure. Like, you ask all the yeah. time, how do you feel for your teammates? Yeah. Like, hell, normally you get the best quotes from athletes when you don't ask them about themselves. Right, when about, you ask others. Them about, their yeah, teammates. about others. Yeah, about others. A lot of times you get the best quotes. So, eh, it's not the best question, but... It's not some question that. No, it wasn't a horrible question. I just didn't when when I saw the because the guy sent me the link. I'm like, well, that's what I said. I said it's not a t- bad question. I, I I don't know if he knew it, but when he didn't answer, you'd think, okay, he's not going to answer that. Yeah. I mean, not after a loss. Maybe after you know, like you said, after a win or he didn't play well, but not after a loss. Do you think the fan sitting behind the basket that as the that as Giannis was shooting free throws? was counting out $100 bills, and he had about $1,500 bills. Do you think he emptied his savings account to do that? Oh. Was that the entire $1,500 he owned that he said, I've got, I, I'm have got, going to be on TV. I know what I'm uh, doing. His entire account? I'm not sure. He's got a nice shirt. I don't know. He's got a nice chain on. Maybe this kid's got a lot of money. So here's here's my part on that. He's sitting in really expensive seats. He's very good finals. seats. So like a couple of rows yeah. off the he's uh, court. In, he's within the, yeah. the first 10 rows yeah. of the NBA Finals. Now, that doesn't mean he paid for those seats. He might know somebody that has more money, but I'm willing to bet. Like, that guy got made fun of a lot. I'm willing to bet it is not his only $1,500. No, I don't think it is. Okay, but look at the guy, like, two rows in front of him and slightly to the left who looks like what if Guy Fieri, like, got like hit by a blender that guy was more captivating to me than oh yeah that's got that guy's counting out money there's a dude that literally went i want to look like what if guy fieri got roughed up he's also got like a dinner jacket on <laughs> yeah. he's wearing like a maroon dinner jacket i think 
the best part of the finals has been that ABC has used their 8K cameras to show the fans. It is a complete, like, useless way to use the highest definition cameras we've ever seen on live television. And every game, ABC is like, you know what? These guys in the first five rows, we got to put them on TV in the highest definition we've ever put somebody on TV. They keep doing it, too, and it's hilarious. Like, surely, whenever I, whatever ABC ESPN paid for these 8K cameras... I doubt a part of the pitch to say, hey, we should buy these is, you know what? We can put these guys in the first three rows in the NBA Finals on it. That could not have been the pitch. Yeah. They can't find something better to use those on? I mean, I like the I like the $100 bill guy. I mean, he's, and much, he brought props. And much like the uh, crowd, he's counting well, 65 t- times faster than the actual official should count. we can use the regular cameras to show this guy counting out $100 bills. Use the 8K camera on the guys actually on the floor. <laughs> That's what we want to see in 8K. We're just here to make fun of the guy counting out the money. So- well, <laughs> there's there's someone there was someone in a trailer going Keep scanning the crowd. I need, I need, I need a crisp shot of some lunatic. Yes, and they found the guy counting the money in the first quarter, and they never stopped going back to him. Well, they he's a very fortunate like guy times. because he's got a wedding ring on. So if he's got that much, if he's allowed that much oh, money, I'm, he's like my hero at this point. So he's actually he's got hundred dollar bills. So good for this kid. So you would not be allowed to taunt uh, an opponent of the Dodgers I with hundred dollar bills. Taunt as much as I want, but the wallet would be empty. So I guess I'd be doing it with my hands or something. He'd be, I guess doing, I, he'd be I doing it with singles. Yeah, exactly. I'd be doing it with like here's the indicator and like give him the indicator and the sign to bunt. I don't know what I'd be doing. All right, coming up next, the Golden Knights made some trades over the weekend. They have finally given up on Cody Glass. Booker driving. Chicken wings again. In the lane. Holiday rips it away. 16 seconds to go to Giannis. Slam it. How about that? It's Drew Holiday with the steal. Taking it away from Booker. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Cody Glass is no longer a Golden Knight. Golden Knights made a couple of trades over the weekend before the roster freeze ahead of the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. And one of them was a part of a three-team trade that sent Cody Glass to Nashville, and in exchange from Philadelphia, the Golden Knights got Nolan Patrick. The interesting part about Nolan Patrick and Cody Glass is they were both taken in the same draft, both inside the top 10. Both have been disappointing as top 10 picks. Uh, Nolan Patrick has played a lot more in the NHL, 179 games compared to Cody Glass's 66. But if you were to break it down on a points-per-game basis, Cody Glass in his NHL career, 0.33 points per game. Nolan Patrick, 0.36. So basically the same there. What'd you think of swapping Cody Glass for another top 10 pick that's been underperforming? Yeah, same guys. Both have had injury issues or you know health issues because Nolan Patrick missed an entire season with the migraines. And Cody Glass, we know, about 11 months with the knee. Um, I don't know how good Nolan Patrick's going to be to me. And it's what I wrote for Sunday. This, they missed on Cody Glass. You can't draft a guy sixth overall as your first pick and be trading him this soon. So they, they whiffed on him. And now again, if Nolan Patrick comes in and is great, good for them, but that doesn't mean they didn't miss on Cody glass. No, they missed on him. Absolutely. They did. So, I thought, I thought the funniest thing was Kelly McCrimmon during his press conference over the weekend 
the first thing he started to talk about uh, with the guys they acquired was their birth years. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know you got a good player when the first thing you want to tell people is what year they were born. Yeah. But on so what's going to be funny with Nolan Patrick is if the Golden Knights give him the chance to center a Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty line when they didn't give Cody Glass that chance this year. I'll enjoy that very much. But what I'm fascinated in is I don't understand why the Golden Knights didn't get more in this trade. And the reason I think that's a legit criticism right now is because of the expansion draft. And part of this trade is that Cody Glass is exempt from the expansion mm-hmm, because draft. Because he was the Knights. He yeah. does not have to be protected right. by Nashville now. But Nolan Patrick, had Nolan Patrick stayed with the Flyers, Nolan Patrick would have had to have been protected. So a three-team deal makes it a little bit more complicated. But just imagine the Golden Knights have a player who doesn't have to be protected, and they trade him for a player that does have to be protected. If you're the Golden Knights, either A, you should be getting a significantly better player in the deal, and I don't think anybody thinks Nolan Patrick is significantly better than Cody Glass, or B, you should be getting more assets for that because they gave, they ultimately gave the Predators a, a huge asset in Cody Glass who cannot be taken in the expansion draft. So I don't understand why the Golden Knights didn't get more. Yeah. I don't know why there wasn't like a third-round pick attached to this trade that was coming to Vegas as well. Look, I know, and Stone's a different story because he had already established himself as a great player, so there's no, you know, when they traded for him, you're like, oh, they just got their best player. And this might have nothing. I I just, don't you get the sense? And look, again, if Nolan Patrick comes and is great, it's going to work out for them and and good for them. They're going to get him on a cheap because of how, you know, how little he's produced. He's an RFA. I don't even think they'll pay him a million dollars. Last year he made 874. I'd offer him the same thing or maybe a little bump. I, I wouldn't offer much at all. He hasn't done anything. But, man, the commitment to Brandon Wheat King's players of the past is very <laughs> weird. I just think it is. Do you? Is. I mean, it's just his obsession, uh, McCrimmon, with guys who came. And I look, he, he was the manager there. He could, I, I get that. And, and you do like to go back, I guess, to something you feel comfortable with. And he knew that he, I think the dad actually coached with him. So he knows the family really well. So obviously he knows his kid really well. But just the the constant mention of it and the constant, like, you know, the obsession with this, I just think is strange. If you played for the Brandon Kings oh, at any point in time, look, Kelly McCrimmon's going to trade for you. I, I wrote the other day, if you have a hockey stick and, and breathed in the area, he's looking at you. There could be some guy who just won a hockey stick in a garage sale and he took a breath like, hey, is that guy any good? Can he play? I mean, it's just... Whatever. Like, I, I think they missed on Cody Glass. If anyone says that, you're wrong because you can't take a kid sixth overall, your first pick ever, and you've already moved him. And here's the other thing. Philly missed on Nolan Patrick. They took the guy two overall, and they've already moved him. So both were misses by their respective teams, and we'll see what both do. But I'll tell you what, if Cody Glass goes to Nashville, much like Nick Suzuki, and is great, that's on you. You didn't yeah. develop him oh, enough. Oh, absolutely. I and- mean, if he goes and he's great— that's good for Cody Glass. I hope he does. Great kid. He was always really great at the media. Very nice kid. I hope he goes and tears it up. But if he tears it up, the narrative should be, well, why didn't you do that, Golden Knights? How, why didn't you develop this kid like that? Much like Suzuki. Unless Nolan Patrick is here well, also again, playing Well, again, if Nolan well. Patrick is great too, then yeah. both won the trade, whatever. They're yeah. both great. Which is highly unlikely. It's much more likely both of them are, you know, are average, who they are. below average yeah, NFL, who they are, yeah. NHL players. Okay. What do you think? Where do you think Nolan Patrick fits right now? Like, See, do you think they give him a shot as well, like, hey, you could play on the top line with Stone and Pacioretty? Play for the Wheat Kings. I'm sure he's already <laughs> slotted in. Um, I thought because of his lack of production, I thought I, he, I don't, he's not better than Stevenson. He's not better than Carlson. And we don't know what they're going to do here at the trade deadline. We don't know what's coming. 
But, I mean, third line center at this point? He played bottom sixes. Okay. Uh, in Philadelphia. Wouldn't you think that's what he is until he proves he's not? So what I'd be fascinated to see, A, is do they give him a chance with Stone and Pacioretty, right? I like, mean, I think in training camp, they look, they'll look at him. We thought Cody Glass was going to get that shot this year, and he never did. Um, but do they give him a shot? Like, again, the Golden Knights could make a trade and acquire a yeah, better Yeah, we don't center. know what's coming, right. If they, you know, if, if they trade for Jack Eichel, Nolan Patrick's not getting a shot at top-line center. It's not happening. They played with the Wings, <laughs> But... Did Jack Eichel play? Did for Jack the Eichel ever? Did, has Jack Eichel ever been to Manitoba? But <laughs> if if they were to not acquire another center, I would like to see if they put Nolan Patrick up there and, and see how. I that mean, works. I would think they'd give him a shot because here's the thing: I think when you trade Glass, whether they want to admit it or not, you internally are hoping this guy's really good because yeah. you know if he's not. Already people are saying, is this guy any good? If he stinks or he's not any good, people are like, you let your guy go that you drafted. So I do think they'll look at him there. Now, again, a look during exhibition games. Who cares? I would, I'd look at him there yeah. during exhibition games. I think what they're ultimately going to get out of this is a third or fourth line center right. who has, because he was taken so high in the draft and because he's still fairly young, has some upside. Like, I think at the end of the day, Nolan Patrick is, is he's in that – Nick Waugh, Tomas Nosek, right. hey, you're playing on the third line I don't center. Know if he's better than those guys. Yeah, right he's now. probably not. And maybe you're moving to the right. wing or like he's in that mold or, or where that that's what his role would be, but he has more upside than Tomas Nosek. He has more upside than Nick Waugh, where okay, if he ever put together what people saw in him back in twenty seventeen when he got drafted, he could be the number one center on this team. Right. So I think that's what they got out of him and ultimately yeah, he's a third-line center. He's a fourth-line center. Maybe he's the guy that, oh, we move him to the wing or something because we have too many centers. I mean, centers when look, he, uh, he, uh, he uh, 30, 30, was it 30 points uh, first two seasons, you know, both seasons. So, he, you know, he started off well. The migraines, obviously, uh, you feel bad for the guy. He, he missed an entire season with the migraine issue. But last year, and again, you're coming off a whole missed season, nine points in 50-something games. Yeah. So... Lot to prove. Yeah. A lot to prove he's back. And look, Cody Glass has a lot to prove too. He missed eleven months with a knee injury. So again, I I just think at the end, before we see anything, they missed on Cody Glass. Before we see anything. They just did. You cannot move him. Here was a guy who the first couple of years was the most protected guy of any of those three. Remember the Eric and Car- Eric Carlson yep. deal. We're not giving up Cody Glass for Eric Car- Carlson. And maybe in the end. Given what's happened there, it might have worked out. But he was the guy. Don't even put him on the table in trade talks. And now they've yep. moved on for him. So you missed. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. Do you think Cody Glass plays in the celebrity softball game? The all-star softball game? Well, he's I mean, on the I mean, roster. I mean, he's on the roster. His, his new teammate, Eric Howell, is. So you might yeah, as well, I maybe mean, they'll fly out together. <laughs> Nate Schmidt might be, invent, or might be a member of the Kraken. <laughs> and he's playing for the Golden Knights. No, Nate Schmidt, was he? He wasn't left unprotected, was he? Uh, oh, I, I just know. assumed he was. because they were. Know. They, there had been talks. They were moving him. I think he's protected. I, I would imagine sure he's protected. protected. Now he's, they could still move him, but yeah, I, I, he's because even if even if you're the uh, if you're Vancouver and you're convinced you're trading him, he's still an asset that can bring you back. Right? Yeah. Someday. No, he wasn't because someone listed the former Golden Knights. Boy, I'll tell you what. Poor Johnny Merrill. John Merrill's going to have sweaters from like 42, uh, 42 teams, including minors. Oh, Colin Miller's going to get Colin Miller's going to get another one. Co- Co- your guy Cody Eakin I mean, left they, unprotected. If the what? Kraken take Cody Eakin, 
If Seattle takes Cody Eakin, fire Would it be your Ron, favorite team? No, fire if, Ron Francis okay. and everyone in that Take them out of the NHL. If the Kraken takes Cody Eakin, I'm wearing my Kraken head in here. Take them out <laughs> of the hey, ban them from the league before they can even play a game. If Cody Eakin's name shows, unless they got like five first-round picks to take him. If Buffalo said, hey, take Cody Eakin and we'll give you our next five first-round picks, then maybe it's okay. But if not, if the, if Cody Eakins on that draft board on Wednesday when they announced their expansion picks, get rid of them. They do not get to be in the NHL again. You saw one team make that mistake. They could take Colin Miller. They could. That, that, that there's a guy a, who could that's like. That's a yeah, legitimate, he, he's legitimate. Uh, expansion draft yes. type player. Yes, and you know, he hasn't been as good as he was in his first season here, but. He's a defenseman who shoots a lot, so he could score some goals and get some assists. I saw a few tweets from local media over the weekend. I was figure, trying to figure out this guy out. Belzy? Who's Belzy? Belzy. Coming up next, we'll talk about the Seattle Kraken. Are they actually going to contend in the Pacific Division? Booker, apenas is on Tucker. Sena matcha pou kathoulou den ech volebs tous bax. Klevi o holiday. Φοβερή άμυνα από τον απόφυτο του UCLA. Βρίσκεται να δει τον κούπο. Μυθική φάση για ένα μυθικό τελείωμα. 122-119. Η τάπα του προηγούμενου ματ έχει και sequel. Επιθετικό. Στα 13,5 δευτερόλεπτα. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia, come see a Kia on West Sahara. That was the Greek call of, I assume, Giannis's dunk. I have no idea what they said. Um, I'm going to say Greek, not nearly as fun as Spanish but not nearly as pretentious and annoying as French. I have both the French and the Spanish calls coming up, as well as Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. um, so Greek, not the worst, but not the best. It's sort of, sort of an average language call there. Uh, but I know everybody cares about my language takes. Um, sticking with the NHL, because the Seattle Kraken will have their expansion draft this week on Wednesday, and over the weekend, teams had to turn in their protected list, the players that... Seattle will not be able to choose the two biggest names not protected. Vladimir Tarasenko exposed by the St. Louis Blues and Carey Price exposed by the Montreal Canadiens. And a lot of people were reporting that the Canadiens logic here was that, well, if we expose Carey Price, he's getting paid over $10 million and he's got four more years left. Seattle's not going to take on that big of a contract. So we might as well expose him because we can protect somebody else instead. They're going to take Carey Price, aren't they? Well, the, I mean, why wouldn't you? The reports more and more this morning is they're they're doing a bigger dive into it than people actually thought in the beginning. I th- I think they take him. The weird part is going to be when they take him, and you know people want to write that the Montreal writers going to have to turn around and and write about how they just traded for Mark Andre Fleury. So because <laughs> you got to bring him home at that point. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you take Carey Price. I mean, if I if I know I'm getting Mark Andre Fleury, I'm like I expose the guy and get him out there. Yeah. Here's the problem for Seattle: Carey Price isn't any good. He was good in the he's playoffs. He's also hurt, not good. Uh, that's true. He's hurt as well. But he was good in the playoffs. But he has been a below average NHL goalie for three three of the last four regular seasons. Like he has not been a good goaltender. He wasn't even good this year until the playoffs. Like for whatever happened in the playoffs, once they went down three one. In that first round, Carey Price became an awesome goaltender. Before that, Carey Price wasn't any good. So if you're Seattle, 
there, it doesn't make a lot of sense to take Carey Price because the guy is not that good, and you got to pay him a lot of money for a lot more years. So, like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense except to make it fun for everybody else because it would be wildly entertaining if Carey Price gets taken away from Montreal. Be unbelievably entertaining. Also, if you're Seattle, and this could be Montreal as well, if Carey Price is hurt, throw that guy on long-term IR. And yeah, he could miss the whole season. All of a sudden, you got $10 million more million to play with against the salary cap. So maybe that's a reason Seattle does take him. Is, yeah, we can just throw him on long-term IR, and we're good to go. What's interesting, though, on the Kraken here. So Dom Lushizen of The Athletic, who does you know point projections and everything, he tweeted out that if... If they were to take, if if the Kraken were to take the best, simply the best players from every team, which we saw with the Golden Knights, that doesn't happen. There's, no. there's trades made and, and whatever. You don't always take the best player from every team. But if they took the best player from every team, they would be projected to have the second best team in the Pacific Division behind the Golden Knights. They would be projected to have over 100 points next year, second best team in the Pacific, an easy playoff team. Yeah. Like, we're not even talking like scrapping for the bottom of the playoffs. Like, an easy playoff team with whole mice advantage in the first round. Thank you, Ducks and Kings. I mean, I believe it, but I don't think they're going to do that because no. I think they're going to also want to build through the draft and kind of make a balance between the draft and who they pick in the expansion uh, in terms of the cap. So I believe it. I I mean, look, Brandon Holt, Holtby, Jonathan Quick, I know he's older, Chris Dreiger, Ben Bishop. I don't think you take Kerry Bryce. There's other guys out there, and I don't know the contracts. All those you can get, like on the Holpe one, you can maybe have you can maybe have Vancouver retain some salary, but yeah, it's I wouldn't take him. I wouldn't take him at that price, given his health problems and health issues. I know some of those other quick has health issues. He's 35, but there's other goalies there that would be fine for the first year of an expansion. Yeah, I the price is too high on Carey Price. I am fascinated to see what Seattle does because I'll turn off my microphone. You. You sit back and look at Seattle and what they're going to be next year. If they take the best player available, they're projected to the second best team. They're in a bad division. They could have actually good, a solid team next year. Like they can legitimately go into this expansion draft saying they can draft a playoff caliber team because of their division. So if you're Seattle, do you basically go for it in year one? Well, do you basically say we're going to yeah. try to make the playoffs in year one or do you say, like this, and this is what the Golden Knights did, even though they end up being good. Do you say, we're, we're worried about four years down the road? Like, do you say, let's get as many future assets as we possibly can, and let's worry about being really good four years down the road? Because I think if I'm Seattle, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if I go forward in year one, I can make the playoffs. Hell, I, I can probably win a round in the playoffs, but I'm not a Stanley Cup contender. Right, like even if they take the best player available, even if they have a great season, no, they're not a Stanley, they're not no. a real Stanley Cup contender. So, they get to the playoffs, right? Do you sit back and say, "Well, let's go for it. Let's try to be a playoff team in year one, even though we don't think we win the Stanley Cup," or do you say, "You know what? We want to win the Stanley Cup, even if that takes us four years." Um, I think you go with what Francis said the other day: playoffs and three cup and six. <laughs> um, but what what Francis also said, which I do agree, is now again he's just saying this publicly. I mean, they never tell the truth anyway. But 
that he's not going to do what you said and just go get the highest price, best players that he wants to build through the draft. They all say that, but then they got the list and the doors closed. And like you said, Francis obviously knows enough and Haskell knows enough to look at the division and know it's not a good division beyond the Golden Knights. It's enticing. Like, because you have a fan base, right? And the fan base, you know there's part of the fan base who don't get it and say, oh, look what the Golden Knights did. That, that's not reasonable for most expansion teams. So, yeah, it's enticing to say that the division stinks. We can get our fans excited. We maybe wouldn't go to the finals like the Golden Knights, but you get to the playoffs, you sell more, people get more excited. That has to be tempting to them right now after they got that list. I do wonder how well they can do both. Because you mean win and not go crazy to, on the expansion, right? How well they can acquire future assets in this expansion draft, and also build a team that can make the playoffs in year one. Like, how well can they do both of those things? Because here, here's the if you're if you're the Seattle Kraken, the good part about the expansion draft is that there are more teams than you need players. You you are gonna if you just simply took one player from every team, made no side deals, just took one player from every team. You'd be drafting 30 guys. Mm-hmm. You don't need 30 no. guys. You need 20. Get the second pick of the draft. So, the, yeah. And so there are going to be, and they're, you know, and they get to participate in free agency. Right. It's not like they can't sign free agents, right. but there are going to be at least 10 guys. If you just took one player from every team, there's 10 guys that are not making your NHL no. roster. So you can bet you can take half the teams and say, we're just taking your best player because those 15 are going to be our core 15 next year and try to win. The other 15, hey, let's make a side deal where you give us a second-round pick and we take a player that you would rather us take. Or, hey, we'll draft this guy like the Golden Knights did with a few guys like Mark Mathot. We'll draft this guy from uh, Ottawa or Dallas and then flip him to another team. Right? So I'm curious if they can do both. Where they can basically say, all right, these 15 teams, we're taking the best player available. Those 15 guys are going to give us a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. The other 15 teams, we're trying to make as many deals as we can to get future picks, future first-rounders, second-rounders, or like the Golden Knights did with Shea Theodore and Alex Tuck, guys that are younger, that are prospects. How do we get those guys to help other teams well, out to say, hey, you can, you can keep the guys even though you couldn't protect them? I mean, I know they make more, which is obvious because they're already established, but unlike the Golden Knights... He can certainly, like you said, build a top six or whatever with already proven players. I mean, yes. no one in the world knew William Carlson was scoring 43 goals. Yeah. I mean, that, there's no chance anyone would do that. <laughs> Not even the Golden Knights did because William Carlson no. was starting on the third line yeah, in the and first Columbus. game of the season. So, or in, 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 in the first, first game, game of the season. Vegas, so, the yeah, I mean, he has a much better chance. And, you know, people whining on Twitter, hey, these are the rules and these are who people unprotected. So good for the Kraken. Uh, but he has a chance to really build like a really good top six, and then he can go from there with what he wants to do with his rest of his lines. And and I think the goalie will be really interesting. Uh, obviously, they'll they'll take more than one, or they're gonna you know there's free agency um, and the draft. But the goalie's kind of to me is who is interesting. I I wouldn't touch Price. I, I think there's better. I, I think there's maybe well there's better and or as good goalies who are on short you know shorter term deals. You don't have to pay him for the next several years. I think Quick like has a year left. I know Quick's had injuries, but if you're saying you can take Jonathan Quick for a year and hope like he pulls a Mark Andre Fleury, or you take Carey Price at that kind of price for that many years, like I'll just take Quick for yeah. a year and say, all right, if you're good, you're good, and if you're not, you're not. But it doesn't matter because we're going to move from you on, move it, on from you. It's just, I mean, when the Golden Knights had their expansion draft, the the position that every everybody knew right away, the position that was going to be the biggest strength for them was going to be goaltending because right. you, because you can protect one goalie, and lots of teams have two competent goalies. And so we knew, we not everybody knew it was going to be Flurry, but we knew, hey, the Golden Knights are going to have a chance to pick some good goaltenders. And there was even the thought before the Golden Knights expansion draft, hey, 
do you take like four or five goalies and then trade three of them because you, you, you've got a chance to get legitimate starting level NHL goalies. You can trade them and get better assets. They, what did they take Two. I think they only took two go uh, flurry and Calvin Pickard. Right, Calvin Pickard. They acquired Malcolm Subban off waivers uh, in the off season after that. But like the goaltending position is the one where there's the most like best legitimate ready to go players because teams can only protect one. Did you, uh, I think I did this for like going through the Knights uh, lineup, like who they would have protected or not. Which goalie would they have protected? Let's just say they, they exposed one. I mean, I guess you could, you could protect both, but no, you wouldn't, it would have been silly to protect both. So I think, I think they would have protected Leonard. You had to have. You yeah. absolutely had to have protect Leonard. There's no doubt you had to protect Leonard. And if I'm Montreal at $7 million for one year, I mean, it's better than Price. Yeah. I might have taken him. And he's better than Price. And he's better than Price. Yeah. I might have taken him. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yes. If, if you Who would have been the Knights, biggest surprise of you that they wouldn't protect? Let's see. So, it likely would have been seven forwards. So, that would have been easy because it would have been the top six plus, plus Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck. More than likely. Um, and then the three defensemen would have been Theodore, um, Alex Petrangelo. Martinez isn't under contract. So, oof. That like one been, of the young kids, like a Hager and Nick White Cloud? Is Nick Hague exempt? I don't know if Nick Hague. Maybe, oh, White Cloud. It would have well, been White wasn't, Cloud. Nick Hague was in the glass draft. Yeah, but he? he's played more. It's, it's okay. The game's played is what So it would have been White Cloud. It would have been White Cloud. White Cloud's better than Hague. It would have been White Cloud. So that would have left you with, like, Nick Waugh as the best player. Like, Ryan Reeves would not have been protected. No. And so that would have been the most fun one is, hey, Seattle's going to take Ryan Reeves off their hands. But, like, Waugh. Nick Wall would have been the best forward, and Nick Hague would have been the best defenseman. Braid, well, Braden McNabb would have been the best defenseman, but I think you'd have been fine leaving him unprotected. Yeah. McNabb or White Cloud would have been the real decision. If the Golden Knights had to protect, that's probably the conversation we would have been having this whole time. McNabb or White Cloud. Ken almost wanted to make it happen. It would have been, it would it have been, been fun. Great. Oh, it would have been fun. Yes, because you get to see, hey, what does the organization think of certain players? Yeah. That you don't normally get to see. To see. Like, hey, do they think Braden McNabb or Zach White Cloud is more valuable? I don't think it would have been the awards. So my guess is these guys aren't going to be in Seattle. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they say, we're picking you. Can you come in? Uh, but if Flurry would have come out in the Kraken jersey after coming out in the Golden Knights jersey, that would have been weird. Wouldn't that have been strange? Been great. <laughs> Kraken jersey. They would have needed to add another team in a couple of years just so Flurry yeah, could so get drafted he's, again he's, at age 43. As the expansion, as the expansion goalie. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to see who their team is. Like I said, last time it was at the awards, so I don't think you're going to get the – Fanfare of that this time. I mean, they might they might bring a guy in, but I don't think all those guys are going to be there. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they brought in what two or three. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, coming up next, do you have show or tell for us today? Yes, I do. All right, I'm excited. Ed Graney has been a journalist for over thirty years. He's seen a lot of and been given a lot of free stuff. Oh, brother. All right, back to show and tell. Whether it was scurvy or a padre eating a Snickers bar. Why don't you bring this potato? You're always trying to give me potatoes. What is it with you? Ed Graney is here to show and tell. All right, Ed. Are you Man. showing us oh, or are you telling I'm us? Showing. Oh, showing. another show. Yeah, this is wonderful. This is also from a uh, listener. Um... I get cool things uh, what, in the mail. People like you or something? Yeah, I, well, they did until I, I think they liked him comparative to like. Well, it's weird because no, they, they like me, but none of these have return addresses of the Knights or UNLV, so I always look for those. <laughs> um, this was from a listener. This is cool. You heard uh, my favorite author was Hemingway. Look at this. 
1944 from Viking Press, an original Heming, uh, original book with all of Hemingway's stories, and 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 uh, it was from 1944, leather bound, very it's tiny. Or, yeah, it's original from from 1944. Has all of his stories in it, Where? and uh, it's still in pretty good. Sh- it's still in pretty good shape for 1944. A little frayed at the end. Mm. Uh, oh, <laughs> the family. How much can we get for it? That's what I was gonna say. That seems relatively expensive. <laughs> I'm not throwing this thing up on eBay. It, it's. A, I mean, you could get something for it. There's no question. There's enough fans of his that you could probably get a lot. I mean, it's the pages are all there. The pages are in good shape. Uh, so yeah, it's very nice. Viking, uh, 1944. Um, and uh, I'm telling you, they're all in here. Old man in the sea. I mean, it, it's they're they're. Uh, I was gonna say. So when you say all his stories, are these like? All the popular ones, or is these like ones that didn't really get a lot of publicity? Sun, no. or? Sun also rises, farewell to arms, have oh, and have not. Literally, from all the of bell his tolls. Yes, yeah. It's just it's amazing. Um, I was excited, and and I it was weird because the listener was um, with a local uh, uh, Kiwanis. I just believe is a Kiwanis club. I want to get this right. And he left his name, but he never left a. Uh, return address or phone number so we were my daughter and i were able to track him down uh through his local club by his name and we called up said hey does this person is this person like sergeant of arms or i don't he had a title and she said yes and uh, we were able to track him down and thank him for it It it's really really nice so uh i was excited i mean you know i mean look i loved the rubber band ball (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, was, we're, was, we're going was, in decreasing order. Yes, like, was, a rubber band ball, top, <laughs> top level, top level gift. Uh, but this is very special. So, uh, yeah, there's my show for the day. Very excited from a listener. It's really nice. Um, yeah. So the rubber band ball is just something you dribble around your house yes. all day. This yes. is something that actually. This is something, I mean, you have in your hands you want to read. I mean, you know, it's, it's very nice. It's not, I mean, I do most of the reading off the Kindle, but this is a. Actually, uh, very, very nice. I wanted to thank him again for that. And, uh, yeah, excited. 1944. So we've learned if you're going to send Ed a gift, <laughs> make sure you leave a return address or he and his daughter will hunt you down. We will find you. <laughs> yes, we will find you. That we was, will find you. That, I might, mean, have, well, that might have been the most entertaining he, part of the story. He signed his name. He signed his name. But, at, it, you know what? It might have. No, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to correct myself. He, he was a veteran because he was in the same uh, – veterans uh kind of get together club that my father-in-law now my late father-in-law was in here so or or in, in california so we were able to track him down through the veterans association uh he's really cool he's really cool says he listens to the show and loves the show and um yeah it's very nice so yeah what do you think the grainies will find you. We will find you. Well, I mean, it's... what is what is it with people of Irish descent that are just saying the words "I will find you"? Like um, you and Liam Neeson, apparently. It's wonderful to have a twenty-year-old daughter who is so incredibly skilled at the internet and like doing anything, and as fast as she is, they can do anything. Like last night, I walked into a room and said, "Have you ever done a spreadsheet?" I need to do one of those. And she just laughed at me. She goes, are you serious? I go, yeah. Can you show me? I'm like, within two seconds, I had a spreadsheet on my computer, and she had, like, filled everything. I'm like, I had no chance at that. Wait, wait, wait. You've never made a spreadsheet before? Not really. I mean, I just write it down on paper. Okay. I mean, what would I do that for? I mean, it's it's how we keep track of the sharps, and it's how we. Keep... Well, but I, I don't do that. So. I mean, literally, <laughs> no, no. any anything with numbers. Okay. 
No, you just not. You've never. You've never. I mean, numbers high. Just write them down. Like if I'm covering something, I have a pad and a paper, and I write it down. No, no, no. Not like oh, the, the high school running back just had a 73 yard touchdown run. But like any time you have just like a set of data. Well, wouldn't a set of data include like finances? Well, yes, that's something. Okay, obviously you, you can pass me on that. You could use a spreadsheet. Okay, so for, pass yes. me on that. But I like, have nothing to do with that. We have a spreadsheet for our fake horses. Okay, I'm not involved in that. Yeah, I'm aware, but there's never been like anything in your life where you're like, oh, I need to put a spreadsheet together. No, I get spreadsheets. I mean, I I sent spreadsheets from like my office and everything. I I can navigate them, but to call it up and to create it. Like I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to put one together for my keeper fantasy football league. We have oh, one for no, my keeper no. fantasy football I mean, football like three league. fantasy football leagues. I just, you know, Yahoo does everything for me. I mean, I pick my lineups and I draft and I do yeah. all that, but I don't. What do I need a spreadsheet for? I just know who my teams are. We it's keep track of the keepers every year and who's getting kept. And no, the guy who does our kept. keeper league sends me the lineups. Says, who do you want to protect? I tell him, and, and he does all the work. Yeah, Why hates, do I have to do that he work? He hates me. Why I'm do I have to do that work? fascinated you've never been like, huh, a spreadsheet would be helpful here until apparently this weekend. You're right.